Welcome to Mission Minded, the podcast where we explore outside-the-box thinking in carrying out Christ's Great Commission. On this episode, we kick off Season 3 with David Thomas. David is a new addition to the iTech team who is focused on furthering the mechanical training. The majority of his working career has been spent fixing or repairing cars and now has the ability to use those talents to invest in Christ followers around the world. His journey to working for a ministry full-time didn't happen overnight, but by listening to God one step of faith at a time. We hope that you enjoy this episode and are challenged in your own life by hearing how God has been leading others. Now here's your host, Jim Tingler, and new co-host and member of the iTech team, Kristen Engel. Hi, and welcome back to Season 3 of the Mission Minded Podcast. I'm Jim, joined by Kristen. Good to be here, Jim. So we heard a lot of feedback. People were interested in having more of a female presence. So Kristen's here. Here I am. I hope you can live up to the desire of the audience to kind of bring a balance here. I hope the same thing too. So y'all need to let us know. (laughs) We're kicking it off with somebody that's near and dear to your heart. The first episode is David. That's right. My father. Yeah. So cool story. We just wrapped it up. And just growing up, did you ever see your your dad in a place where he'd be working uh, with a mission organization full time like this? I don't think growing up that was maybe anything in my mind. But um, as life has progressed and seeing where God has taken him and my mom, it it makes complete sense. Yeah, it's a fun story. Awesome journey. It is. And uh, one thing that stood out just, you know, I think probably for the audience will be he does have a little bit of a southern draw. Mm-hmm, a little bit. And where did your southern draw go? Because you grew up in the same area. Yeah, I did grow up in the same area. Um, but then I moved away and we've lived outside of the south for quite some time. And you kind of find yourself sticking out a whole lot more when you leave the south. So just over time, I kind of feel like it's become a little more neutralized. It's not totally gone, <laughs> but it's a little more neutral. You can pull out if you need to. Exactly. Yeah. So we love it. We give him a hard time about it, but it's part of his character and sure we love is. having him. And so it, it's an awesome story. And again, I think one of the keys that he mentioned was just to be available. Mm-hmm. Um, look at what's in your hand, the tools that God's given you, and just yes. be available to serve. And so awesome story. And I think uh, everybody's going to enjoy it. I think so, too. I know I enjoy it. I might be a little biased, but I think everyone else will, too. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, well, we hope you enjoy this episode of the Mission Minded Podcast. This has been a long time coming. Yes, it has. Um, In fact, I I can't hardly believe that we're doing this. We've had a a couple of times we've tried to set this up. It got postponed, but we're here. It's actually happened. The (laughs) podcast with David. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So there's there's a lot of legends and myths surrounding this, but in order to fact check those, we have your daughter Kristen. I'm gonna keep you straight here, Daddy. Uh, okay, well, <laughs> you and you will. So for those that might not know, um, they might have recognized an accent. So where where does that accent come from? Yeah, so um, from South Carolina, okay. a small town in Clover, South Carolina. That's where it comes from. Yep. Okay. Well, we've grown to love it around here. We give you a little bit of a hard time about it. But That's all right. Yeah, it's all part of the package. So I've done a little bit of traveling with you internationally. Mm-hmm. And I'm just curious, has this been um, a challenge in some of the communications? Just, you know, the Southern draw. 
How, how well does that translate into other contexts? <laughs> well, it's funny that you say that. Um, so s- sort of the joke is our translators have to have translators. So so the, the ITIC trainer that I might be with has to translate to the translator before he can translate to the students what I'm actually saying. Right. And then sometimes that doesn't work. depends on where he, the, the ITIC uh, trainer's from. What kind of words might... You just oh. give a give a little bit of complexity. Well, so I don't know if they're words, but maybe terms. Um, so, you know, when I got here to Florida, no one knew what a, a car was that was a straight drive. That's that's been a big thing that no one knows what a straight drive is, and I'm 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 surprised by that. What's what's a straight drive? Well, so. It can also be called a manual transmission, um, so or a stick shift, but back where I'm from, we just called them straight drives, and no one around here seems to. There's been a very few people come through here that's known what that was. Yeah, yeah. Oil was another one I've heard. <laughs> yeah, I never realized I didn't pronounce the I. Okay, it was just <laughs> just oil. It's just oil. Oh, yeah, you change oil. your oil. All right, and so yeah, I get. I, I, there's probably a whole lot more, but yeah, um, a lot of folks. We'll get to that. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we'll let Kristen. I, I know you know where to go and yeah. get, to get the good story. Yeah, so. yeah. So I know a lot about you. But for those who don't know, tell us a little bit about where you're from. I know you lived there your entire life mm. before you came here to Florida. So tell us a little bit about where you're from and your vocational background. What did you do before joining us at iTech? Sure. So, so I was raised in a born and raised in a in a, a small town in North Carolina, Gaston County, North Carolina, and lived there my entire childhood through through childhood through through grade school um through community college and in 1985 i married a my now wife and of 36 years um and we moved to a neighboring county just across the state line about 25 minutes away a little town in south carolina called clover and so my entire life, I rem- my earliest memories of of working on vehicles, working on trucks or cars or whatever, was at a very early age with my dad and a bumper jack with a in a gravel driveway with the back of a pickup in the air. I'm not sure I was helping, but anyway, it had something to do with the rear brakes. And I remember that very early on and. And since that time, all through the time we lived in Clover, that that's all I've ever done is is um, mechanical work, you know, small engines, large engines, off-road equipment, trucks, you know, tractors, whatever, cars. And so that's that's what I, yeah, that's what I done for. My, that's all I ever know. For forty years, I did it professionally. And that's what you're doing at iTech now is working on mechanics. Yeah, so yeah. There's, there's a little bit of a disconnect or not disconnect but a little bit of a journey to get to that point so disconnect Mm. for the audience to know who is this guy david he's working with itech on the mechanical team 
and how did he get to this point? But maybe before we get to that, maybe you could share a little bit about some of your mission experiences yeah. that before you ran into iTech. Okay. So what did that look like for you? Sure. So when when we when my wife and I got married and we moved to Clover, we joined a church there who we had been members of the entire time we we've been there. And you know, missions was a thing that was always on the forefront of our minds. It was always um, promoted as being either, you know, senders or, or goers or, or, or whatever, supporting missions. And so, you know, our kids were small. So at that time, international missions just wasn't something that was really on our radar um, for a variety of reasons. So as a family, we would always make it a point with our either with our church well with our church or, or other ways do some type of mission projects or mission trips we call them and so we began doing that um I, the I, the very first trip i ever went on was a trip to wisconsin and it was to do what most of those trips always ended up being were was you know construction things two before sheetrock you know, just just construction things, which were important. It just wasn't what I w- was good at doing. I could do it, but, you know, I wasn't good at it. So, um, and that was a huge deal, just the leap of faith, just to get in a van and ride, you know, 24 hours with a bunch of guys up. And that was a big deal, big deal. And so as we continued to do those kind of things, um, we would go on trips, you know with the kids and um the different places in 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 america and you know so i I remember probably one of the things that kind of talking about lead me here was we were preparing to go on a trip to south dakota and we were gonna pull a camper and besides my wife and I, Kristen and, and, and Stephen and Donna and myself, we were going to take two friends of ours. His, he, um, Roger and his, and his daughter, Rachel. So there were six of us in the suburban and we had a camper loaded up. And, uh, and so we were, you know, a day or two before we leave it left. And so, I had a good friend of mine that we always prayed together once a week, every morning we would drive to the church and we would meet there and pray together. And this particular morning, I don't know how we got into conversation, but it was about Moses. And we, we, we just got in a conversation about Moses and, and about how God used Moses for, you know, in a mighty way, by allowing him to use the the exact tool that he had in his the, the staff that he had in his hand that he, his vocation or you know he was a shepherd so he used a staff and how God was a, allowed him to use that same tool for all these mighty miracles that God performed using the exact same thing that was in his hand and that that 
we, we, I don't know. We just talked about that that morning. And that's never left me. So the night before we were leaving for South Dakota, it was a construction thing, and kids were going to do some backyard Bible schools. I, I couldn't get that off my mind. And so I go out, and I have like two five-gallon buckets of construction tools because that's just not what I do. And I put, man, five, 600 pounds of jacks and jack stands and sockets and wrenches and toolboxes and all this stuff in the camper. And I come back in the house, and there's just two 12-hour two days driving. And my wife says, well, there's something wrong with the camper. I said, no, why? I saw you out there with jacks and stuff. I said, well... I'm not taking construction tools. I'm taking tools that I use. She said, well, that's not what this is. What are you going to do? I said, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm, this is what I'm taking. So we made the journey up, and we got there, and there's this um, – we're in this big room, and and so the, the the I don't remember the guy's name was over the entire event. So he was dividing everybody up into teams. So if you're going to go work at this construction site here, 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 backyard Bible clubs over here, and I was the last man standing and I hadn't moved. And and so I walked up to him, introduced myself, and he said, "Yeah, so what are you doing here this week?" And I went, "Oh, I don't know yet." And he kind of looked at me perplexed, and I said, "Do you have anything mechanical or transportation related that's broken that needs to be repaired?" He said, man, yes, we do. We have a bus out here that's been broken for two years. We can't find anybody to fix it. And I said, well, I'm your guy. So uh, some other work we did that week, some of the motor homes had some issues driving up there, so we got those prepared. But, but we were able, a friend of mine, Charlie, and I were able to get this bus fixed and get brakes on it. And I never really thought anything about it. We... We got it finished, and we kind of took a victory lap around all the construction sites. It was the very last day because, you know, parts and those kind of things. So when we got it done, so the plan was to go the first week and do this 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 um, niche, this work at this reservation. And then the second week, we were going to drive further west and have a family vacation out at the Badlands, Mount Rushmore. <laughs> Well, that night, that we're the night before the morning we were supposed to leave, this whole series of, to- of tornadoes came through. You, you, and you remember that, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. It's fun being in a camper in a tornado. <laughs> so, and there were hailstones as, as large as you guys' coffee cups, and I've never seen anything like it. In fact, it totaled our camper, our vehicle. Everything was totaled, lost that night. Hmm. Yeah. And, um, and so... And not only our stuff, everybody's stuff. All the lenses in the cars, windows knocked out. We didn't have a window in our camper. I mean, and so we got everything patched up the best we could, and we drove home. And it was a long way home because our kids didn't get to do their the fun part. About a week later, I got a phone call. And it was the guy that was over the the whole mission thing and he called to say david i just want to let you know something i said what's that he said and these were his words he said 
so well i didn't tell you this part so at that time there was this big powwow going on right and it was just thousands and thousands of people and he said that because the fact they had that bus they rescued hundreds of people out of a valley that flooded that night because they were all in tents and they had no way out he said we rescued hundreds of people out of that valley that night because we had that bus and able to drive it and i thought man that's that's pretty cool that god could use me in a way for something that i do like most i mean you know in a way the, the tools i use for his glory and for for you know and that was a real eye-opening thing for me and so um yeah so that's kind of was a couple of events the whole story of moses and then that event sort of changed the way i started seeing myself and being being um used in missions i guess you might say yeah and i know a lot of um a lot of people back home know about your gift and fixing things and um there was a, a guy at the church that you went to who knew that about you and he approached you um and it's kind of what brought you here to iTech. So tell us a little bit about your experience um, with iTech and what led you here. The, the, the big decision to mm -hmm. move to Florida, um, to leave the place mm -hmm. that you lived your whole life where, you know, I was born and raised. Um, tell us about that decision. Yeah, so I, I had a shop at my house and I did a lot of work for a lot of people. And it what started out to be for support my family ended up kind of being to help just help people i mean primarily and so a guy that had traveled with itech a dentist in our town mm -hmm. um he brought some his i was doing some work for his son and 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 ernie he didn't even know that i did this kind of thing at home so he began to bring things to my house and very regularly things that needed repair yeah like chainsaws or or yeah primarily chainsaws i think is what he brought i think i had a pressure washer or something a time or two but anyway it, yeah it was small engine stuff and we'd bring start turning stuff to my house just randomly and i thought well that's kind of odd so he had he had and i know ernie had was really heavy into missions and, and going and for, and you know doing foreign training and, or traveling and and so he asked me he asked me if i'd ever um had watched the movie the end of the spear and i said no i haven't so he said i brought you a copy i want you to watch it i said okay so my wife and i we watched it and he asked me about it later what i thought about it and i said well it was it was a very interesting movie i i wasn't exactly sure what he was looking for and so he said well, Dave, we're going, and he, and he names this country in Africa. That's really funny name. <laughs> it was to me. And he said, "Would you like to go to you know, this country?" And I went. I just looked at him. I'm like, "They they make a pill for that, don't you?" It sound like a disease. I mean, I didn't know. I didn't know what he meant. I said, "What do you mean?" He said, "No, it's in Africa." And I said, "Okay." Um, well, let me think about it. He said, we need to know soon. We're buying tickets. I'm like, whoa. So I go in the house. I tell my wife that this offers, you know, he's offered me to do this. And 
you know, I'm really looking for her to say, well, you know, you can't because of blah, blah, you know, and no, not at all. Oh, so you thinking you're going to do it, huh? I think you probably, will. I said, no, nah, I don't know. So that night I prayed about it that night and this was just completely by the blue. And I, I knew I had to go. I knew I had to. So that was my first experience with iTech was going on that trip. And, um, yeah. So that was a, a short-term training trip you went on. Mm-hmm. And so Ernie was a training dentist. Mm-hmm. And you went to train in mechanics. Correct. And so what what did that look like? Well, I didn't have any idea what to expect. Mm-hmm. I had zero expectations. I had no idea. So, um, so when we got there, it was hot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you were there. I was there. Yeah. We were training in film. Right. The, the film team. Exactly. And so for, for those that might have cell phones, um, ever left them out in the dashboard of the car and they overheat, this was happening in the shade. Oh. Just, everything was just overheating. In and, the shade. Yeah, it was hot. So very hot. I I didn't know what to expect, so we show up and 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 I'm just kind of following, you know, B's lead. I'm just following his lead, mm-hmm. who was heading up the training, and you know, I was about two days into this, maybe three days, and we were sitting in that in that building, that shed that we were training in. And it was James and Steve, and and I were sitting there, and I was really sure what was happening. I I just wasn't sure. And I, and that so they were kind of talking back and forth to each other, and I was just sitting there, you know, trying to nibble on something and drink some water, and and I heard one of them say, "I'm not sure he hasn't said anything yet," and I realized they were talking you know, to me. And I, I turned around and I said, what, what was it? And Steve said, well, James asked me what you thought about the training. He said, you haven't said a word about what you thought about it or anything. And I said, man, this is something I've got to be a part of. This is not a, this is not something that I'm going to quickly be over. Mm-hmm. And I'd been, we've, I've, a lot of people's had those mission trip experiences and you think, right. but I, I, and I had enough of those to know this is not what this is. Right. This, but I didn't know what, I didn't know what was going on. I had, I had zero idea what was happening to me. And so, um, yeah. So, so after that trip, sometimes my processor's slow <laughs> and I came home and Christian and Kyle were living in Maryland at the time. And so I hadn't, and so the day after we got back, or maybe the next day, we were going to drive to Maryland. And I haven't spoken, I haven't spoken a word to Donna because I didn't, I didn't know what to tell her. I just didn't know what to tell her. So we're in the car, and I remember exactly where we were. We were about an hour up the road of an eight-hour drive. And I said, I think I'm, I want to talk to you about this trip some. And so she says to me, well, let me tell you 
Let me tell you what God has done for me. So she said, when I pulled up to our house one day, I'd been gone maybe two or three days. She said, this is the home we lived and raised our children in. And she said, I pulled up and I just stopped and looked at our home and whatever. And she said, God just said to her, this is just a house. You can let all this go. And so quite frankly, I didn't want to hear that. <laughs> that that wasn't, I didn't want to hear that. I'm like, whoa, 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 we need to pump the brakes here a little bit. I not I was not I was not going there. <laughs> and so um so I told her I wasn't sure what happened and then you know what all God was doing, but so we came home from Maryland and soon after that we made a trip down to Florida. And um at that time I just said, you know, I would really like to be a part of if I could, two trips a year. I really thought that would be a fix for me. Mm -hmm. Get a couple trips a year in, that'll scratch that itch, and we'll just get on with life. Oh, man, it didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> two trips a year just didn't do it. So um, I, I just continually thought about iTech every day. I mean, every day. And... So finally, one de December of 20, what is this, tw 21, 22, 20, I'm sorry, um, our pastor preached this Christmas, and he preached a sermon on the announcement to Mary, announcing the birth of the Savior, and just how... how that whole birth of her being a virgin and the whole culture of not, not, not being accepted and how everyone wasn't going to understand, but how God used, that's the way he, the Savior was going to come into the world. And the, you know, what might have appeared to be risk for her because it didn't make sense. Mm -hmm. But God had called her to do it, and in spite of everything that could have happened to her, she said yes. And even Joseph, in, in the same, he had the same thing going on. And he said, "Everybody's never going to understand when God calls you. They're not going to understand. It's not going to make sense to you, right?" And so I knew then. So I came home. Came home and I we I talking to Donna about that, and she said, "Well, you need to call. You need to call and talk to Jamie." And I said, "I'm not calling him today. I'll be over this tomorrow." <laughs> <laughs> well, I wasn't over it tomorrow, and so I called him, and then I drove down. Two days later, I was here. That was Sunday. That was Monday. That Wednesday, I was here, and then and I had made that decision there that then that we were coming here. That I was I could I was just we were just leaving everything. Yeah, it was what seven months later. Yeah, it's been since June. Mm -hmm. Yeah, seven months mm -hmm. later, so June, twenty twenty one. So yeah, 
Giddy up, you're in. <laughs> <laughs> it's been awesome. Yeah. And we got a two for one as well. Yeah. Sure so did. Yeah. It worked out great having yeah. Kristen here too. Yeah. So But that's how I got here. So what'd you think of all of that while your your dad was wrestling with this and, and just <sighs> through the years and, and him finding this? Did you think he it was gonna last? Did you think it was gonna just a fad or no, it seemed like when I would talk to dad about this and and even talk to mom and get her side of things, it kind of seemed not kind of it it, it was the missing puzzle piece, kind mm-hmm. of like the the sequel <laughs> to what made sense for my dad's life and mm-hmm. his skills and his ability. Um, and it's something that my husband and I were talking about it that only only God could put together and write like to create mm-hmm. my dad to be the perfect fit with the right set of skills for an organization that furthers the gospel. Because my whole life, I and mean, you know, dad would share the gospel with everybody that he had the chance to. And to see God take that passion that he had, you know, for the Lord and bring it together with his passion to help others through being a mechanic, um, it just, it made sense. It made sense from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we were not surprised at all when this decision was made. That's awesome. So for those that might be listening that have thought, well, what role can I play, mm. you know, in, in the work of kind of this, this bigger mission, the Great Commission, what advice might you give them as they wrestle through that? Yeah, I, I think I think for me, one, I think everybody has to look at what God has put in their hands. I really believe that, and that doesn't if if you're a, a school teacher or you know if if that's if if that's what you've been equipped to do, then we can that can be used anywhere for God's glory mm-hmm. if, if, mm-hmm. if if you're a I mean I know um, if you're a, a dentist I mean if 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 you're a plumber it doesn't matter what you are mm-hmm. you you can use what God has placed in your hand for his kingdom's work and there's opportunities to do that um, and I and I hear and I hear people say, and I heard people say at our home church where, well, man, I don't know how I could help. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have a skill. I hear people say that. I don't think God needs your skill. I think God needs you just to be available to be used. If you're available to be used, you will be used. And... That's I think that's the best advice I could give somebody. Just be available. Just just be ready. Just say yes. Because mm-hmm. so many times, you know, leaving a home and a place we've grown up for my entire life and raised our family and my whole family's still there. Um, you know, just say yes. If you just say yes, um, and just be open to opportunities that God puts before you. Um, and that, that would be my advice. Just take what you know and, and use that. 
Um, and there's ways, there's all, there's all sorts of creative ways to do that. So, yeah. Um, but I think just being available and saying yes would be, that would be my advice. Be open and say yes. That's good. Well, we were going to talk about some of the mechanical training, mm-hmm. but I think this might be a good place to wrap things up. What do you think, Kristen? Yeah, I think so. Maybe, Maybe you can come back and tell us about the mechanical mm. training another time. <laughs> Maybe you could become a regular here on the podcast. I like it. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Dave. And thank you for joining us on this episode of the Mission Minded Podcast. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of Mission Minded. For more information on today's topic and show notes, please visit our website, itechusa.org. Mission-Minded Podcast is produced by iTech. The goal of this podcast is to inspire conversations about Great Commission participation. The views, organizations, and individuals represented, interviewed, and discussed on the podcast do not necessarily represent an official position or formal partnerships with iTech.